Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master. It's really great to have you here. Uh, Just a brief explanation before we get into the podcast in earnest. Uh, I've taken the MP3 from my YouTube uh, videos that I've done over the last few years and created them into podcast form. Now, what you'll notice through the podcast is that uh, on my YouTube channel, I clearly refer to articles that I'm showing on the live stream, which of course you're not going to be able to see on this podcast. So do take that as is, but enjoy the podcast nevertheless. Do check out my YouTube channel, ukbitcoinmaster.com. You'll find all the Bitcoin videos I've done to date. And also bitcoininterviews.com is where you'll find all the interviews that I've done with some of the greatest thought leaders in the Bitcoin space since I've been uh, live streaming. Uh, You can also check me out on Twitter, library.tv, BitChute, DTube, Facebook and Instagram, all at UK Bitcoin Master or forward slash UK Bitcoin Master. Finally, if you enjoy the content, please tweet it out on your Twitter uh, channel so that we can get ears on these podcasts. So thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my YouTube channel. Um, My name is Brian Wallace, the UK Bitcoin master uh, from the UK. Today is May the 14th, 2018. And before we start, as always, please like this video, share this video, subscribe to the channel so that you get future notifications. And finally, pound that like button. You can also follow me on Steemit at Buzz27 and also on Twitter at the UK uh, Bitcoin Master. So welcome back to the show. Um, I've got some notes here so that I don't miss anything out. We've got a few things I want to cover with you all today, um, but it's great to be back uh, with you all. So what I want to do is start to this video by talking to you about taking personal responsibility. Now, what does that mean? Okay, well, I'm talking to you about taking personal personal responsibility from a Bitcoin perspective. You know, we should all take personal responsibility, shouldn't we, for our cleanliness, for our education, for, you know, learning as we go through our life, etc. But I'm focusing on personal responsibility within our Bitcoin community and owning Bitcoin. So I guess I'm talking to those of you that are, um, you own Bitcoin or you're looking at getting some Bitcoin. So what does taking personal responsibility mean? Okay, well, simply put, you either own your Bitcoin or you don't. It is as simple as that. So let me elaborate on what I mean by that. Okay. Let's say that your money's in a bank, okay? Um, We all think we own that money, don't we? You know, it's in our bank, it's in our account, so it's our money. Well, you know what? In actuality, you don't own it. You get a little chitty, you get a little credit, and when you buy something with your bank card, um, you know, all you're doing, the bank are agreeing that you are good for that item that you're buying and there's money on your credit or on your chitty in the bank. But you know, let's just say, and this happened to me recently, um, you you buy something by mistake, you didn't mean to, you're doing a bit of research and I bought something by mistake and I tried to cancel it. 
Now, the bank took me through a process and they claimed my money back and all was good. So no problem. So that is the bank being responsible if you make you know, a cock up, let's use that word, um, by making a wrong payment somewhere. Now let's contrast that to being in the Bitcoin community. Um, when you make a payment with Bitcoin or you do a Bitcoin transaction or you transfer some Bitcoin somewhere else, it is gone forever if you make a mistake. There is no way of going backwards once that transaction done, it is done and you can't overturn it. So therefore, you know, if you do something incorrectly, you could lose your Bitcoin. And it can be as simple as sending maybe Bitcoin to a Bitcoin cash address or an Ethereum address. Now, there are some of these exchanges now that will help you and sometimes you can get that back. But it's a, it's a total nightmare and a total headache to do. Um, so with a bank, you know, it can be reversed. When you make a Bitcoin transaction in the main, you're sort of scuppered if you go and do something wrong and you can lose it for life. But let's put a little bit more emphasis now on your keys. As we talked about in a previous video, you know, you have a public key, which is something you would give to someone if you want them to pay you in Bitcoin or somebody to donate maybe to your channel or something. So everyone can have your public key. What you don't want to expose is your private key. Because if they get your private key, again, your Bitcoin's gone forever. So when you when you hear us talk about, you know, your own personal bank, your own personal financial sovereignty, what we're meaning is you control your money. It is completely down to you to look after your keys, to look after your wallet, whatever wallet you choose to go for, and be very protective of your private key. What I mean by that is don't ever ex you know, expose it on the internet, even for a nanosecond, because you know, I said this in a previous video, you know, we feel that people might you know, eventually start breaking into our homes to try and steal our wallets if they know we've got Bitcoin. But for every person that breaks into your home or wants to break into your home to steal your Bitcoin, there are 20 million hackers a day trying to put malware onto your machine, your computer, uh, you know, or, or bots or Trojan horses, whatever you call them, and they're searching for private keys, you know. So if you've exposed it, if you've got it on your computer somewhere, they'll have it and you will lose your Bitcoin. Now, so, you know, there's a sort of an argument for do you own your Bitcoin or don't? don't you? Let's look at that another way or let's expand on that. You know, I've said this before, you could put your, you could leave your Bitcoin on an exchange. So who owns your Bitcoin? Well, you think you do because it's on the exchange. But in actual fact, the exchange owns your Bitcoin because they now have access to your private key, which is why we constantly talk about um, spending the money and buying either a Trezor or a, a Ledger Nano hardware wallet so your Bitcoin is stored offline and you own it. 
Now it's in your control. Um, for me, I've said this before, I'll say it again. Um, I've got a Trezor and I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, it makes life so easy. So my top tips, spend the money on a Trezor. So what I wanted to do there was just really talk about taking personal responsibility for your own financial sovereignty. Now, again, you know, if you've just bought a bit of Bitcoin, a few hundred quid's worth, let's say, you're going to put a certain amount of emphasis on taking personal responsibility. But if you had five or 10 Bitcoin and those Bitcoins, you know, went uh, 15, 20, 30,000 dollars or pounds even per coin, you know, how would you take your personal responsibility then? You know, you want to ensure that you you are in control of your Bitcoin. So, you know, I can't say it again. I can't emphasize it enough. Take personal responsibility because with a bank or a credit card company, it can be turned backwards. With moving Bitcoin around, it can't. So what else have we got? Let's talk about crypto dividends. You know, people have messaged me saying, what is a crypto dividend? Okay, so let me explain in simple terms what a crypto dividend is. Um, it was a term um, that was, um, let's use the word invented or made up by a guy that I follow pretty big time in the States, Adam Meister. Um, on Twitter, he's at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T, and his YouTube channel is, I think, believe Bitcoin Meister. But Adam coined the phrase crypto dividend. So what is it? Let me roll the clock back to um, went pretty well not far after I got involved in 2017. Um, Bitcoin was having some scaling issues about what I mean by that for you new people is, you know, how do we make changes as Bitcoin grows? More and more people are involved. There are more transactions involved and it caused a scaling debate. OK, and there was a segment of um, people in Bitcoin that had one view, a segment had another view. And they ended out splitting off and this segment went their own way and they founded Bitcoin Cash. So when Bitcoin Cash forked off or Bcash forked off, that created, if you owned Bitcoin and you controlled your private keys, so we're back to taking that personal responsibility again. If you controlled your private keys, it meant that if you had one Bitcoin, you also got one Bcash for free. Four Bitcoin, four Bcash. So providing you controlled your key, then you get your free Bcash, which is free money, which is why Adam calls it a crypto dividend. Um, then we had Bgold. Again, if you controlled your keys, uh, you get Bgold. Okay, and so on and so forth. Recently, we've had another um, fork um, Bitcoin private. Um, which is a privacy coin, but again, linked to Bitcoin. Now, what I'm trying to say is by controlling your private keys, going forward, if there are any more splits or forks, which just as I was getting into Bitcoin, everybody seemed desperately worried about, you know, oh, it's going to fork. Is it going to kill the network? Is Bitcoin going to go down? Well, we've had several forks now. And for those of you that owned your Bitcoin and controlled your keys, you know, from the first one, which was in August 2017, then 
you you will have your B cash, your B gold, your B diamond, um, your Bitcoin private. There's a couple of others I can't remember. That is free money that you can either keep or you can actually turn into Bitcoin. Now, um, going forward, again, there's another reason that I encourage you all to control your private keys and not put them somewhere where they're out of your control because all these dividends, I hate to say it, you could say they're free money. Now, some commentators say they're not because if they didn't fork off, there'd be more volume in Bitcoin. But, you know, that's an argument that will rage uh, both ways. What I'm trying to say, guys, is if you're going to buy Bitcoin, get yourself a Trezor or Ledger Nano. Do not leave it on an exchange for more than maybe $100 or 100 quid, whatever you do, because of in recent videos I've talked about, you know, exchanges being hacked and people losing their Bitcoin, etc. Um, I want to roll back one, if I may. There's a, I mean, I might, I'll link to this um, video um, below this video and, and go and watch it. Um, it's about a guy in Wales in England, in the UK where I'm from, who had his Bitcoin stored on a hard drive of a computer. And inadvertently, Bitcoin wasn't worth very much um, when he had this stored. But he, I don't know if he upgraded his computer or bought a new one, but he, he kept the hard drive in a, in a computer. And one day, quite a, a while later, without thinking he had his Bitcoin keys on there, he dumped it in a landfill site only to find years later that his Bitcoin was worth tens and hundreds of thousands, I think maybe even millions. You know, so I'm coming back to it again. You know, if you're going to own Bitcoin, treasure it, own it, own your private keys. Don't put them online. Know where they are. Make copies of them. Put, put a, you know, a, a copy of your private key in a bank vault. There's even metal plates you can get now where you stamp your keys into it. And again, put it away somewhere really, really safely. Um, because you never know what crypto dividends are going to come down the road. You never know what that's going to earn you in terms of crypto money. So what I want to do is I want to just quickly read to you a few comments that I've recently found on Twitter. This first one is from uh, Renegade Investor UK at SharkyBit, okay? And it's a really interesting um, tweet. Um, it's from the States, obviously, but it says 1% of people using mobile phones, it's in its infancy. 1% of people using the internet, it's in its infancy. 1% of people using social media, it's in its infancy. 1% of people using Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the biggest bubble the world has ever seen, like negative. No, we are in the infancy stages of the Bitcoin financial revolution, people. And I'm telling you now, if you have a bit of Bitcoin, you are in at the early stages. If you haven't got any, get some. This is the early stages. How many of you would have loved to have been in at the early stages of the dot-com revolution, the dot-com boom, or, or the, the dawn of the internet? You know, I've said this before, you know, in the uh, mid-90s, we all sort of looked at email and thought, oh, I'm not sending anything like that. And, you know, we didn't really... Um, Understand it. We didn't think it would catch on and look at the Internet today. Bitcoin, this is the one percent. You know, this is um, 
the start. And if you get some Bitcoin now and you set yourself up a savings plan where you add a bit more each month out of your salary, you never know what that can yield you. Five years, 10 years, a couple of decades uh, down the road. So Renegade Investor, fantastic tweet. What else have we got? Uh, Sam Altman at Sama, S-A-M-A. Love this one. To be clear, I'm still sceptical of almost all cryptocurrency projects. 90 plus percent of them are somewhere between overhyped and scam. Outside of store of value, haven't seen anything else work at mass scale yet, but I remain hopeful. Well, let me just elaborate on that. Bitcoin has proven itself as a store of value. People are using it like gold. Gold is a store of value, and Bitcoin has got case studies of store of value. Many of these coins being produced, they've got no case study. And as Sam rightly says, many of them will end up maybe hanging around, but going to zero and being worthless. Bitcoin is the king, guys. If you're going to invest in cryptocurrency, Bitcoin is the one that has the proof that it's store of value and it is and will remain the king of cryptocurrency. And finally, from somebody that I love listening to, and that is the One Vortex. Reminder, there are still many in the space like myself who don't own a lot of coin because we don't care about money. We are here to see Bitcoin succeed because we believe its succeeding is a net positive for humanity and indeed the only way to stop the endless wars. Fantastic Vortex, absolutely fantastic. Of course, you know, many speculators, myself included, are hoping that this will you know, bring us some wealth. But, you know, if you look back at where Bitcoin evolved from, it really was all about being able to benefit humanity. You know, so many third world countries, they don't have access to basic banking facilities. To be able to have a Bitcoin wallet on your mobile phone and move money around is life-changing for many, many third world countries. So, you know, as Bitcoin grows, as the Bitcoin space, the ecosystem grows, many, many, many people, many nations around the world are going to have better lives because of Bitcoin. So, Vortex, a big thumbs up to you uh, for that one. Um, so, you know, I just want to end this video um, with a video that I'm going to run that I saw the other day that I thought was fantastic. And, you know, whilst the video is, you know, flashing through, you know, cryptocurrency and different cryptos, I think if you've got rappers out there that are getting the message out about you know, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in general, that can only ever be good for the space. So I'll leave you with that video, guys. Once again, thanks for being on the channel. Please like the video, share the video, subscribe to the channel, hit the notifications button. Um, follow me on Twitter again um, at UK Bitcoin Master and steam it at Buzz27. Uh, beyond that, for now, that'll do, guys. Enjoy the video and until next time, have yourselves a fantastic day.
Bitcoin day. Cheers, guys. Bitcoin and things like it is the equivalent of the red pill. This is a technology, it's a computing language, and I can build an app on it. Is Bitcoin the currency of the future? Crypto gang, crypto gang, big gang, all gang, light gang, cash game, blockchain, whoa. I don't really ever buy stocks, man. No. Haters wanna say I'm in a bubble, man. No. Chip chew them up like bubble gum. No. Just made a meal with my pocket chain. No. Wreck about to go and join the huddle gang. Huddle gang, huddle gang, huddle gang. Crypto gang, crypto gang, big gang, all gang, light gang, cash game, blockchain, whoa. I don't really ever buy stocks, man. No. Haters wanna say I'm in a bubble, man. No. Chip chew them up like bubble gum. No. Just made a meal with my pocket chain. No. Wreck about to go and join the huddle gang. Huddle gang, huddle gang, huddle gang. Ethereum pays for my rent. Bitcoin pays for the vent. Litecoin pays for the jet. Bitcoin cash for the rest. Spent 30 racks on an ICO. What coin did you buy? I forgot, yo. Just got started last night, bro. And I'm already hooked like a pipe, though. Flipping the coin, making it grow, taking it slow, letting it go. Cash flow's growing, it's incredible to watch it flow. Stacking the cash, taking it home, making it fast. I'm on a roll. Little bit mo's all I ask for the bubble, though. Currently, learning about a new type of currency. Burning the dollar down like an emergency. Urgently, listen, my friends have been urging me. Coins have been surging, we're earning like surgency. We on a mission, man. Crypto maniac. Act like you don't really know about it. Stop that. Bitcoin blowing up like a bomb. Step back. Used to be a couple hundred dollars. Should've copped that. Blew up on a scene from the mind of a brainiac. Back in 2009, where the miners at? Silk Road, baby, it's gotta be anonymous. Satoshi blew up, now we on the map. Crypto gang, it's the game, big gang, all gang, light gang, cash game, blockchain. Whoa, I don't really ever buy stocks, man. Haters wanna say I'm in a bubble, man. Chip chew them up like bubble gum. Just made a meal with my pocket chain. Wreck about to go and join the huddle gang. Huddle gang, huddle gang, huddle gang. Everybody looking at me now and they're shocked now cause the price going down. Meanwhile, I'ma cop more at a discount with a smile cause I'm making money on the altcoins right now. I'ma double down like Animal Style Sup now. People in the crowd, they watching me bubble up now. Open up a brand new Coinbase account and I'm buying everything from Ripple to Litecoin now. Pull out my principle, keep it real simple, then play with the house. Investing in crypto, I'm chasing these coins like they cheese to a mouse. I'm on the verge of a digital currency, merging technologies. This is the future, so obviously I'm all in. There's no bottom, we holding now. Hold gang, hold gang, hold gang, hold gang, hold gang, hold gang, hold gang. Throw your hands in the air, man. If you dip down with the blockchain, I ain't got time for the haters, man. We about to grow to a million. Hold gang, hold gang, hold gang. Tell me, are you down with the crypto? Hold gang, hold gang, hold gang, hold gang, hold gang, hold gang, hold gang. Throw your hands in the air, man. Blockchain. I ain't got time for the haters, man. Nope. We about to grow to a million. Hold a gang, hold a gang, hold a gang. Oh. Tell me, are you down with the crypto? It is the most powerful technology that the world has seen, I believe, since the invention of agriculture. Bitcoin is exciting because it shows how cheap it can be. Bitcoin is, is better than currency. As with most major technology shifts, let's think about what young people are doing. 32% of young people say they prefer Bitcoin to stocks. 42% of millennial males say they plan to purchase Bitcoin in the next five years. We're barely in the first inning right now.